Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched if I do say so myself. I've noticed that and I think our listeners have noticed too because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. I cannot believe that this podcast now has 594 patrons on Patreon that's like insane to me. I just truly, I did not see this coming. I'm so excited because that means I've crossed the mark of 500 patrons, which means I'm going to be producing a patron only season of this podcast. I just like cannot wait to get back into season one. Like it's going to be a magical journey. And I owe that honor, <laughs> if you will, to all of you guys who have pledged to support this podcast. So I just want to say thank you to each and every patron. You guys are incredible. And you're the reason that this podcast is what it is. And I appreciate every single pledge. So if you want to get involved, if you want to become a supporter of this podcast, you can go to www.patreon.com slash sexuniquepodcast. And it is there that you will find everything you need to know about becoming a supporter of SUP. There are lots of great 
reward tiers, but for as little as $1 an episode, you'll have access to weekly bonus episodes where me and my guests just like talk about whatever we want and get to know each other. And they're good if I do say so myself. But you can check it out for yourself. Go to www.patreon.com slash sexuniquepodcast for more details. And now without further ado, I present to you, SUP. This is the Sexy Unique Podcast, an exploration of Vanderpump Rules. Ain't nobody got me feeling like I'm feeling you. And I'm your host, Laura Marie Shane Hall. Yeah. Everybody freeze, put your hands up. We ain't about to take it easy, I hope you cakes up. London with the beat, yeah, we go so in. Then we go with a friend, yeah, we both win. Hotel chilling, yeah, she's sweet. I have a, a really wonderful guest. You know her. Hey, guys. <laughs> she is famous in many senses of the word <laughs> on the internet on every social media oh yeah she hosts three podcasts <laughs> it's molly mcalear hi guys hi how are you i'm so <laughs> excited to be back i'm so glad you're back i don't think i did last season did i you did i did yeah oh, early on That's you right. did it early on well it was kind of like midway through mm. when i broke off and then started this podcast right you i think were like the third guest it was yeah. right after katie threatened me Oh, right, right, right. You had just been drain shamed. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. And so (laughs) you helped me pick up the pieces of that. Of course. Of course. No, I know you were in a rough, rough place. Yeah. So I'm glad that you're doing better. Mm -hmm. Glad we're still here. I'm happy to say my drains healed oh they're good yeah they're really great okay good so there's been no rough. no problems i'm glad then. i could be there for you yeah and me now too. to see you on the other side it's like really a great thing i know really thriving and yeah and you are also like part of the inspiration for doing a podcast about vanderbump rules in the first place hearkening Girl. back to years ago on please advise it's just so. so much fun to talk about vanderpump rules they are the gift that keeps on giving they are it's really hard for because i do my reality podcast which is totally different than you actually I would say that like you and Ronnie and Ben helped inspire emotionally broken psychos because I realized that like I don't think a lot of this stuff is very funny like mm-hmm. I don't really <laughs> I don't think there's really anything that funny about it like I'm actually very concerned and upset about all of the things that I see on this show and I just and all of the shows I watch so I wanted to like focus more on like just how fucking serious it is, like mm-hmm. gravely serious yeah. to me. So, um, yeah. But I love, uh, I love, I love pump rules. It's the best. I try not to talk about it too much though when we're in season because I will just talk about it for twenty four episodes. Yeah, I could just go on and on and on and on. But and it even when gets I feel like right after, I mean, for me, it gets right. Like yeah, it just yeah. is like, oh, t- episode twenty four. Like I'm still kind of like battling with whether or not Schwartz possibly has a drinking problem. Like, yeah, I find myself repeating kind of the same sentiments a lot, but yeah. then it's like. I guess as long as people like it and I like it, There's it doesn't really matter. About. Yeah, exactly. This episode, I feel like took kind of a turn a bit. Like this season has been so in fuego up until <laughs> this past one where it kind of like, I don't know if it was because I was just stoned when I was watching it, but it made me feel sad. Whereas the rest of the season has not like hit me at an emotional level. Yeah, I mean, I actually, I watched it twice. I usually, like, I knew I was coming to do this, so I was like, okay, I really want to, like, make sure I know what's up. And I think the second time, I just, I had my best friend, like, texting me things that happened last night on the way over, because I've been, first of all, I've been blurring them all together. Mm -hmm. Um, But fever dream. Yeah, but, like, nothing, I feel like nothing 
I feel like nothing and everything is happening right now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Is that like the Vanderpump problem? That was that was the pro that was like the last episode's problem where yeah. it was like nothing was happening, but then so much was happening that's like not being said. Right. And like you're seeing these dynamics play out that like but it's what's not said that's more important than what's it's like what does actions. Pasta you, mean? I think pasta means coke. I don't think that's what they call it. No. What do you think they call it? I don't know. But I just, I mean, but do you think Ariana that, said on her Twitter they have a code name for it and that pasta is not it. But then I thought, like, is she just trying to throw them off by Maybe. saying, like, oh, that's not it, but there's something else, but really it is it, and she's, like, trying to divert attention from it? I mean, if that's remotely about pasta, that conversation, like, I really am from another planet. Like, I really didn't understand it. Also, they were at Sir, right, where I was saying, like, who the fuck wants to eat the food there? Like who, who they would all fight like, over pasta. The crazy thing though is like they love eating the food there, I think. They're brainwashed. Yeah, yeah they love like- it. But also like who's going to go see DJ James Kennedy play <laughs> See You Next Tuesday and like at 9 p.m. before everyone like pops a molly right. and like gets lit <laughs> decides to eat like a huge bowl of carbonara i mean it's odd it's a lot of odd choices i feel like raquel might be like me in my early 20s where like i really couldn't eat unless i was drunk and Mm -hmm. i was like okay maybe maybe she's rocking some hardcore anorexia maybe and like once she has a couple drinks she can finally let that pasta in and then the pasta came and then Lala Lala ate it and it was a whole thing. I mean, are any of these people eating pasta that's the other element too i mean i definitely am not like a big oh my god like I mean, I just don't feel like they eat carbs. Like, yeah. I just don't really... I've never seen them, like, tear off a piece of bread. Stassi and Katie and Kristen, I can see them going in on some bread. Yeah. I mean, they, like, eat Taco Bell first thing in the morning. Disgusting. That truly shook me to my core. I was like, we are different people based yeah. on the fact that you can wake up, crack open a beer, and then just, like, mow down on Taco Bell. Yeah, I've never even had Taco Bell until recently. And I was so like anal about my order because I hate fake vegetables and I feel like that's what it all looks like it's just like fake yeah I don't understand it like it's just (laughs) never been my like it's never been my go-to like I'm like kind of gagging like in real life no like it's gross gross. yeah it's really gross like I would rather I could like maybe wake up and eat like a cheeseburger definitely like McDonald's breakfast food but Mm, a whole thing like I'm smelling what really kills me the most is I smell what that Taco Bell must have smelled like. And then I'm picturing like paste of bean, like refried bean paste. Oh and God. it's like, Lara. what the fuck are you? <laughs> what the fuck? No, literally, I was so hungover once and someone came and did the podcast, podcast and literally mentioned Starbucks, Starbucks <laughs> breakfast sandwiches. <laughs> and I had to get up and excuse myself. And I threw up for like a half an hour. Like I literally oh, just I'm sure. the thought of a Starbucks breakfast sandwich. I can't. If I can't imagine, like no. Vanderpump gets so visceral with like a smell, like they yeah. do such a good job of like bringing a smell to life on screen. Yeah. And in that moment of Brittany and Jax's apartment, when everyone woke up, I was like, there's a little bit of like BO, some like really bad perfumes like going oh, totally. on, totally so, like lingering cigarettes, oh. definitely like spilled alcohol and then bringing like a taco huge bags of taco bell into it it no, was that's just a like nightmare. that's a fucking and, like, you know all their nasty costco like food like their artich- artichoke dip and shit like that was left out and it's all like hardened on the oh my god i want to die this yeah it's like so disgusting <laughs> katie ruined wedge salads for me by the way <laughs> 
like, because of that one that she ate. Watching that like melty piece of like wedge salad lettuce like go into her mouth. By the way, she does that thing that like, do you ever meet people that like, she ate like my worst nightmare, which is like, why is your tongue 50% out of your mouth? Oh, like a, trying to catch the bits yeah, that are falling off. You of the don't tongue. need to like put your tongue out when you eat. In fact, everything should be going inward. Like nothing should be coming. Whoa! Out. I didn't even realize, but now I'm gonna yeah, keep a lookout for that. Was a nightmare for me. Yeah. Like, or also when people like partially insert their fingers into their mouth when they're eating, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, your knuckles should not be in your mouth right now. Like when you're eating like a nacho, and some people put their entire like, like I'm hand. Just like, why is your whole hand like? Yeah. Are you really trying to make yourself throw up while eating it? Like, I just don't. I'm very I'm very sensitive to those sort of like senses though Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that like and (laughs) the hangover elements of the show and the things that they decide to do while hungover are mind-boggling to me and I'll just I will never understand I just don't think any of them learned a liquor lesson like ever in their life I feel like Someone told me the other day they're like I'm in Florida and rum and cokes are $2.99 and I was like you couldn't pay me no. $30 to drink one. No. Uh, like a $3 rum drink, like then just asking for a situation in the morning. And I feel like all of them just drink really cheap liquor. They always go for that like on sale liquor sort of like. And they always, they drink so many shots. Sugary stuff too. I'm like, how are you having, how are you drinking this many shots? Yeah. I know. And Tom's saying like, I just like the taste of Jaeger last week. I'm like, that's not that's cool fucking disgusting. or like fun or anything. Like, it's just gross. Like when I was into Jaeger, it was when I was 16 years old yeah. and like definitely about to like die that's from like, like a multitude shit. of problems. Yeah. And like, it was maybe it marked my lowest point in my life of my yeah. drinking Jaeger on a regular basis. Absolutely. I feel like most people, maybe that's the detriment of most of them not having gone to college or whatever is they didn't just get it out of their fucking system. I didn't really either though. College was not was my big like turn up time for me. Like I got it. I You got it over with young. Got it over with real young. Yeah. And then, I mean, I feel like even now, like I've had some hangovers and I've talked about this, especially on Babe with Ryan, like where the hangover is so bad, I actually thought I was going to die. Yeah. And then I was like, that changes my attitude on drinking after something like that. Yeah. Like I've become then so aware and I'm just like of like the taste or how I'm feeling because of like a certain type of alcohol that it's yeah. like I get too scared to even like get really drunk again. That might have been the last time I was hung over was the uh, Starbucks breakfast sandwich mention. That might have been, I can't really, like, that's the other thing, too, is, like, when I see them get hungover, I'm like, you guys drink so much. I don't know how you're still getting hangovers. Like, they're, like, full-blown alcoholics should not be getting hangovers anymore. They're hungover, and then they, like, go into work or then film. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine trying to, like, gussy myself up and, like, get in, like, the mood to then go on camera and, like, confront someone. They just don't stop, right? They just keep, they just, like, yeah open the next beer they just love and they love like a daytime drink which i don't relate to the whole thing is like sun i think also i think it's like fueled by a lot of adderall yes yeah well that's like definitely whenever i see stassi drinking a beer i'm like oh she's on adderall yeah because you need to like have that to tone it down tone the speed down a little bit and then you also like can drink for the day and not get too drunk totally in fact like you I would say you need something that like take the edge off of an Adderall, especially if you don't need it. Like to think about the way that I used to do my friend's Adderall in college, just to like stay up and edit or whatever. Like my hands are sweating thinking about it. It's the worst feeling in the world. And like, 
Yes, like you lose a ton of weight. It's a great eating disorder mechanism. Yeah. You got to get that anorexia jump started. Sure, abuse your friend's Adderall. I don't like co-sign on it. I just understand that that's what's going on. I understand it. But I just, at that point, I and mean, once you're like 30, you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like you know that you're just going to gain that weight back. You know that it's all superficial, that you're literally on speed all of the time. You have to take something to get you down again. It's just, it's like really like a gnarly thing yeah. i feel like that's might be like the like the price that they're i think that's probably how they earn their money is they're ruining their bodies yeah that's what the check that's where the check comes in i can't imagine i mean they're ruining their lives and like <laughs> for money i know and to like entertain people like us i know and especially like i know who they hate but like <laughs> <laughs> like our worst our worst nightmares are like watching this yeah no i mean i don't know i just um i it's an endless cycle of abuse in like so many different I ways. I think about it a lot. Yeah. Like that's, I really, that's where I start, like I start just getting really sad when I think about it. Cause it's like, where do you go from here? Like you have to keep this show going forever. And yeah. it's already really like sad that like Lisa's making up fake jobs for them. Yeah. <laughs> Stassi's a party planner now. I started to think too, I was like, oh my God, like we're eventually going to move into like the post Vanderpump era where like, you know, in Jersey Shore, like, yes, like when situation got nailed for like tax evasion and like, yeah. we're going to be in that era where dark shit starts to happen to them. That's like reported in the tabloids. Yeah. as like scandalous. And I'm not really ready for that. Like I was, I had like a vision of like James Kennedy having some sort of like dark thing happen to him post Vanderbump and I got sad. Yeah. Oh, I think it'll be Jax 100%. I think so too. He has said though, like. That he's going to like go off the grid or retire. No, he said he's set for life with money. Yeah, I don't believe. Which no, I'm like, do you even know what set for life means? I mean, I would guess that for him. He's gotten more commercials and stuff like that. I mean, remember he was in that Miller Lite commercial like three seasons into the show, and it was really? like that's some serious, yeah, like being in a syndicated, not like a oh, I didn't even know that commercial. That's great for him. Um, yeah, I mean, like stuff like that. Like you do make probably a couple hundred thousand, and I think Jax in particular is like the situation of the group where it's mm-hmm. like he's the easiest to just hire to do a nightclub appearance. Yeah, guys and girls want to see Jax. Who yeah, want to see Jax. Um. But, like, that's not great money. And also, that's exactly what fucked up the situation's life was that he didn't pay. Well, he was, like, in the prime of Jersey Shore. He just didn't pay his taxes. Yeah. Which feels like a real, like, any any moron would know. Like, I'm on a television show. I should be paying my taxes. Yeah. But now he's, like, he got, like, fucked on, like, a $2 million tax lien or something. Mm-hmm. It's, like, crazy. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't have any money left. Yeah. I don't know why Jax thinks that, but he does spend like he is. Like when he paid for, he spends a lot of money. Like yeah. he gave Britney's family twelve thousand. Yeah, he owns like three cars or something. Yeah, I mean, I don't Where know does how he much. Keep them? I don't know. I don't know how much that apartment costs. Are he and Britney just like up moving like the street cleaning day? <laughs> they are moving three cars. <laughs> Like you know, that's like where I they live. It pays West for a garage to like store the cars in, or maybe pays for extra parking spaces in his building's garage. It's yeah. a mystery. I'm like, if you're owning three cars and they're kind of like, I think one or two of them are actually chic, like vintage cars. And it's a terrible use of money, though. Terrible. And then you're still living in that apartment. Like yeah. your priority. Oh, they just upgraded to that apartment from K Town. So. <laughs> 
I don't understand the layout of that apartment. Like, why was Jet? First of all, I understand it now, but I used to not understand it. But I'm like very clear because so in that building, the apartments on like the third floor are the ones that I think it's the third. It's either the third or the second floor, whatever the top floor is, are the ones that are like the two story apartments. So but his layout is very different from Tom and Katie's. I think the Brittany and Jack's apartment is you walk in, there's a kitchen and a living space and then like a small like Jax's man cave space. And then you walk upstairs through a very like narrow stairwell and then that's the master bedroom and bathroom. Oh, But okay. in Tom and Katie's apartment, I think the master bed is on the bottom floor and then the top space is just like a it's like a chill zone or like a lofted chill space is that the one they've always been in have they always been in that apartment tom and katie yeah in that building they've always been in that apartment okay but they were living in a different apartment prior to moving into the new apartment building okay oh okay because i did watch their apartment makeover on youtube you've seen that right no it explains all the art people have like told me and referred me to watch it and I just I can't like I just I don't want to know it's like it's it's actually yeah you're right it's worse like some things I need to be like kept in the dark on because I don't I like I already hate the aesthetic so much and it blows my mind that they would even refer to their current apartment as a makeover from what I'm unclear but like it's just it's all so bad that it's like I don't want to see how the no, I don't like want to see how it gets made like the Bubba art yeah like, it really is it's all bad. really tragic and then like weird like plugs and like wires le- that are exposed with a light hanging off of it like I just don't I know like the industrial chic look they have going on in the bedroom it's so dark there's like a random fern hanging from like a string it's just so odd it's I can't so odd um yeah okay so that makes sense because i was gonna say when they were cutting together they cut together last night a clip of jacks or i guess maybe it was the week before like jacks is overhearing britney's mom come in and mm-hmm. i'm like why is he is he is the kitchen upstairs and he's getting them a drink or like where were they i think there's a hallway when you enter and then you have to walk through the hall and then you get into a living room that's also connected to a kitchen but i think I don't I don't know if you can enter the kitchen like right when you walk into the apartment. Yeah. You might be able to like it might be one of those where you walk in and then there's like an entrance to the kitchen that kind of curves around like there's two separate entrances but I don't know exactly for sure. Got it. Yeah, it's dark. That was really dark and I also just need to comment cuz I don't think I've gone on the record saying this <laughs> that like Britney's home goods at the beach decor for her apartment is so cute to me because you know that she's like i live in la like I'm yeah. at the beach y'all and i'm like girl you were like 50 minutes from the beach mm-hmm. like walk out of home goods like the dark rope fixture the light fixture she has it's oh just yeah so like oh you got that like on wayfair like you looked up like a rope like a nautical she like loves a <laughs> nautical theme for their west hollywood abode and yes. it's like it's truly we started to notice this on jackson Brittany, um their like spinoff because mm-hmm. that's when they really like took their decor to the next level yeah and it she loves like a sign like a home good sign that's just like silly and she and Kristen have that in common yeah and like I I was in Hawaii last week and I kept seeing these signs that were like 
how to be a mermaid, like flip your hair and don't get your scales in a twist. And I just like kept thinking that Britney would love it because yeah. they like are perfect. You should have gotten that for her. I should have. And then like taken it over to their apartment. An olive branch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's jump into the episode. Okay. Starting with the fact that Sherry's in town, my mm. queen. She got a little like a uh, makeover. She got some work done. Someone had a conversation with her. You know, someone had a conversation with her. You think so? Or do you think that Sherry just had seen herself on camera and knew that it was time for like an oh, upgrade? I think she saw herself on camera and was like, this girl's on fire. And then like people started to get into <laughs> her comments and be like, what's up with the frosted pink lip? And she was like, maybe that is dated. Yeah, she de- she changed her glam. But then she also like surgically has done something like she got Kybella or something. I don't know. I think she got I think she just got a face full of Botox because now Mm -hmm. her face just doesn't move. Okay, And it doesn't like I don't know. I mean, I don't know what her financial situation is, but I feel like it's I don't see it being like i can have a quick facelift yeah but maybe i but i don't know I mean, so maybe knows, she... like the ivf money went directly into sherry's face yeah you know <laughs> i'd be running that scam on jacks if i was that would Brittany's be a great family. scam yeah yeah i would totally run that scam. by the way you're watching a cat that is so pretty i just watched her like gracefully walk down the stairs she's so cute isn't she so cute cats are so quiet too like this she's one so is graceful. very quiet she's very peaceful hi beautiful Oh my God, her name so is Lady. Cute. She's adorable. Hi, girl. She's like, orange. she's curious. Um, um, okay, sorry. Yeah, and that, yeah maybe so that's she, why Sherry loves Jack so much. She's like, I took that 12K and got a whole new face. Well, like the whole dialogue surrounding what, why she's there and like what the real situation is, is like, she's kind of like, you fucked with my daughter, but like, where's the ring? Like, they don't really care. I mean, they no. care, but it's like, but let's like bulldoze past the problems. Like, have you changed? And the idea that Jax Taylor is going to magically change, that things are different, that Britney's the one, it's all just like so, it's so textbook sad and so pathetic. And I really would think Britney's mom would know better. I don't know why I always expect a parent to know better, but I just would think someone in her life would know better and be able to like give her one second of real talk that's like, this is a bad relationship. You need to get out of it. I don't support this. And then like move on with your life. But Stassi's no one's the only one doing that. Yeah. But stop like nothing. Nothing sinks in. I mean, I think Brittany's mind is made up like she's not yes. leaving him. Like no. so. And that's been very clear from the get go. Like even the way she reacted when she's like, you're a piece of shit, like blah, blah, blah. I think she likes having like a blow up like that mm-hmm. and enjoys the attention and the dramatics that go along with it. But even then, I was like, oh, she's not breaking up with this guy. It was really, like, I think very telling to me. Because I've never been betrayed or hurt like that. And then been like, you know what? I'm going to fucking Vegas. Like, I've never (laughs) had that reaction ever to, like, a deep disappointment. Like, I'm like, I'm going to crawl in my bed. And I'm going to cry. And I'm going to take a Xan. And I'll see you guys in a week. Like, I'm just going to go sleeping for, like, an entire week. That's Re- it. Running to Vegas has never been my answer for literally anything. Anything. That's, like, a true nightmare of mine is, yeah. like, ending up in Vegas. When I intentionally go to Vegas, I feel dread the second that I, like, am there. I'm yeah. like, oh, this was a mistake. Like, yeah. it's just not – it's never, no, it's never not a good the feeling. So I can't imagine, like <laughs> – 
being like, you oh, know what'll you make just me penetrated feel better? my friend. Like, okay, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go to Vegas. And <laughs> then six dresses in a bag. <laughs> yeah, like I'm gonna put my jumpsuit on, pack my clutch, <laughs> and just like put the high pony in and hightail it to Vegas. I do love her like, hair. She her hair has never looked better, but we need to talk about the fact that she actually got into that Uber and went and went on an airplane in a one piece, like flimsy jumpsuit. Yeah. With a clutch. OG Brittany. Yeah. I, I was, mean, she, I'm not, I'm shocked by that. She had a little carry on. She had her little, like she thing, had her carry on, but she like didn't have, I was like that. You don't wear that on a plane. No, I'm freezing. Like just thinking about it. I like, yeah. literally wear winter gear on a plane. Also like, do you want, you don't want that much skin exposed 100%. in an airplane. You're sm- so much of your leg. Whenever I see a girl like out in a short dress, I'm like, girl, the second you sit down, your entire ass is going to be touching that vinyl on the yeah. leg booth. Like, like you can't be a part of that. Full upper body was just like out and about for yeah. the flight to Vegas. I didn't understand. I mean, I don't know. I just, I really feel sad about the tits too. I mean, sometimes I'll rewatch that original scene where she came in and she just has the cutest little body. And she's, she's the so, best body. She's, she's so cute. She's perfectly proportioned. And I feel like the tits threw her into like a downward spiral. That's what happens, right? They fucked like, up her body shape. Yeah. And it's like the proportions are off. And then I'm like, well, I understand why she would be depressed. Like she drastically altered her physical yeah. appearance to like please someone else essentially. Or like found someone that was like, I support your dream of having boobs. And like so much so that why don't I just pay for them? And like you know I would what? be a little Let's bit weirded out. Bigger. Yeah. yeah. But like if I had said like, oh, I'm really like insecure about this body part. And then my partner was like, yeah, yeah. And I'll pay for you to fix it. But you have to fix it the way I want it to look. Right. Yeah. It's really no, that's like definitely a test is like casually mentioning like a boob job and seeing what your (laughs) significant other says about it. Yeah. A good like first date test even. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Just like I'm thinking about getting my tits done. Just like throw it out casually. Like it's like no big deal. Like I'm, you know, probably gonna go to Trader Joe's tomorrow Like Mm -hmm. and see what they do. Yeah. You know, you'll learn a lot from that. I would say most guys I've ever mentioned that to are fucking appalled by the idea of like fake tits. Yeah. Most guys I've ever talked to are like a firm no on plastic surgery. Yeah. And like, I know that like, I know guys that are like disgusting, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Guys that are just like disgusting. I'm like, no, really? Uh, A disgusting guy? They exist? I had no idea. But like, even the most gross guys I know that if you mention fake tits are like, ugh, I mean, it's fun for a night, but like, ugh, gross. And I'm like, oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have like a good texture. No. You're not going to get that real like boob grab texture. Yeah. I knew one girl with one fake tit because like the other boob never grew. (laughs) (laughs) And when you hugged her, it was so hard. It was like one really hard one and then one soft one. Obnoxiously hard. Like... Yeah. Not worth it. I would just rather have one boob. No, I like went to, I got a lap dance from a stripper once with an ex-boyfriend <laughs> and she was like putting her boobs like in our face and then she's like, grab my boobs. And I was like, okay. And then like <laughs> touched her boobs and it, her tits felt like two tennis balls were under the skin, like hairy and textured. And it yeah. was like not, it was not a turn on. Yeah, no. I was least, like, this like, is what fake tits are a conversation piece. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Fake tits are like gnarly. Sorry, yeah. guys. No, I mean, uh, Brittany also is like stopped up. Do you notice how she's like kind of stopped up this season? She has moments where she sounds like she's just like purely congested. I thought she's always kind of sounded like that. She's, uh, it, but it goes like in and out of like severe congestion and then moments yeah. of like less. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I mean, I just also, I don't think that she 
I think that she probably does party with Jax occasionally. Mm -hmm. I get like Dorinda Medley vibes from like a Dorinda and John situation. If you watch Real Housewives in New York, like I don't think Dorinda's out doing coke every weekend with him. But do I think John's like fat sweaty ass is doing coke constantly? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Jax is looking like Toucan Sam this season, by the way. (laughs) Like he (laughs) looks fucking insane like he is at an all-time not hot and i really don't know what to do with it yeah he's fully transitioned into like a monster yeah he's like crazy that scene where it flashed back in this episode to a scene where he's sitting in his little like red room and he's <laughs> like if a squirrel looked at me with a pussy i would have fucked it and like had those eyes and i was like you are a fucking monster yeah. like you've crossed over to the dark side yeah um so Jax like gets out of the apartment immediately and then she and Sherry have a conversation and Sherry's like, he may not be the right one for you. And then that's like, that's the end of that conversation. Got it, Sherry. Um, Katie and Lala meet for lunch. Oh yeah. And Katie's wearing like a bandana. The cowboy. I truly can't comprehend. You know, it was like, it was trying to be something it wasn't. And I don't really know where that bandana came from. It was just a strange, I understand like a cute, jaunty little like. A whimsical scarf. Yeah, totally. But it was, it was here nor there. Like it was very country. It was very, it was like a cream colored bandana. Yeah. And then it was like with a, like a pretty floral, spaghetti strap dress she doesn't really ever get the mark like on she the never she's never been able to do it which is unfortunate because like you know i feel like there's they have enough people in their lives that like could lead them to the right place yeah i just don't understand what she's trying to do me neither and it's also really unfortunate when they wear the same outfits like when she, you see an outfit repeat yeah or yeah. like or when, they borrow each other's outfits that's what i'm saying is like when you see them in like um katie was wearing like just a different color of the one that ariana's wearing in her talking heads this season and like i think like the surf photo shoot or something and it just was like girl like I would also never wear the same outfit as like my skinniest friend either. And I especially wouldn't be like, and I'll double down and do that without a bra, please. Like, Mm it's just crazy to me. I don't know. Yeah. I don't get like their style missteps anymore. Like there's no excuse at all. It's just her clothes make her look bigger than they are. Yeah. She she does not dress for her body. Yeah. And I'm like like, ultimately left feeling very because Stassi's weird figured it. it out I think she's not my style but she looks good I think Stassi when she like I think simpler is better like she had a blue dress that she wore when she and Kristen went to go eat at Sir and uh-huh. she walked in and I was like oh my god Stassi looks really hot like I love the dress and the hair and the makeup it's all working for me which I rarely feel because Stassi loves like some weird flowy top with yeah. like complicated straps so that was like a nice departure from that but yeah, like, I don't know. Their style is, per- it's perplexing. They're all really into that tit cage look, like the thing where it's like the bathing suit's just like a complete cage for your tits. And yeah. I'm like, that is so trashy looking. Like, that's like Miami Beach 1987. Like, I don't even know what that is. Where do they shop? Well, I thought it was very dark that Lala and Ariana were shopping on like the poor part of Melrose. Is that what the... Like, that's when they got the matching pink jackets. They went east of Fairfax? Yeah, but they also have, like, the really tiny little bodies that, mm-hmm. like, they can... It doesn't matter if your dress costs $12. Yeah. Like, you look hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also, like, disposable clothing, which I don't understand for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Stassi's the only one who, like, really invests in her clothing, from what I can tell. Yeah. A lot of questions. 
Oh my God. Wait, Lala has the best quote. She had some really good quotes. She's, She's like great. a feminist icon. And she said, I am all about female empowerment. I just want every single pussy to just fucking get along. Yeah. Yeah. I, thought she, I mean, she's, I think she's great. I just, I've only grown to love her even more. She's like probably my, she's probably the breakout character for this series for me. Yeah. I think Lala has star power too, like to take this and run with it. Like yes. she's, she gives me like Kardashian potential. Yeah. That's why when James was like, you know, he'll be over you. And I'm like, actually, I don't think he will. I'm like, I think he's going to. Her man. Yeah. He's going to hold on to her. Yeah. He should. She's fun and she's sexy and she gets it. And do you know what also is weird about that relationship? I went into like a K-hole of Googling his ex-wife. Yeah. Who looks like a less hot Lala. Like they look, they could be like sisters. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a picture. She got engaged or something. I saw like a screenshot of that. She got engaged and then like both Lala and Lala's man were congratulating her on the Insta post. Oh, okay. So I feel like everyone's friendly and there's like no beef. Yeah. Which I love for them all. I mean, it does make, it it does make sense that that's always been somewhat, that cat is so fucking cute. (laughs) I like think I might get a cat on the ride home. I know, um, she's adorable. She's her little eyes. Um, but yeah, I I have been thinking like that whole thing was like, I mean, there's just no way that like, there's no way even, even like someone as brazen as Lala would never be like, yeah, like I'm driving around in a Range Rover of a mar- that a married man got me. Like, I just never really saw that being accurate. No. It doesn't make any sense. And I don't think like... I don't necessarily believe in like home wreckers, so to speak. No. Like I put a lot, I put all the blame on a man in that position. Well, that's just like how those girls get off. Like the witches yeah. of WeHo love to call someone a whore. Mm-hmm. Like, and by the way, like how they've gotten away for it, with it for this long is like unbeknownst to me. I will say the one time I saw one of them call someone a whore repeatedly in real life, I was so shocked that I couldn't say anything because I just haven't been around someone that talks like that and like yeah. a really like since middle school. Yeah. Really, truly. No, it's like it's totally inappropriate. But I think that they've all done kind of an about face in that way and are trying to be like less slut shamey this yeah. season. I mean, at least Tom's being held accountable for his behavior. Yeah. Thank God. Um, Lisa goes into Sir and does her like trick shot thing with yeah. Peter, which I was like, "This okay. is a Peter." I mean, throwing Peter's in the bone. I mean, <laughs> the Reiki thing was the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like the whole everything with Peter has just become so sad, and like I don't want that for him. Like I don't want him to be a sad person on reality TV. But it's like he's really leaned into it. Yeah, he's just like kind of like it's like. He's like, I've been working for her. Or she's like, Peter's been working for me for 12 years or nine years. And like, he's so sweet. But then that's like it. Like, I had this realization too. last week's episode was like, why didn't she open a restaurant with Peter? Right. Because no one cares about Peter. Yeah. Are you legitimately asking me? It's like, because everyone's going to go to Tom Tom who would go to Peter Peter. No one would go like literally no one would go Peter's Peter. Yeah. No one would go. Uh, it's boring. He doesn't draw. He doesn't have the same draw, but he knows what to do, like how to manage a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, he does. No, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I also think that like Lisa is a little bit delusional to think that like she needs to be the design manager for Tom Tom as well, because her designs chill me to, 
my deepest, darkest core. Yeah, they're really, really, like, bad. It's awful. And I thought that Tom, like, was throwing around some interesting ideas. Like, he seemed very passionate about it when he was, like, pitching designs. I don't know, man. Like, the last thing we need is another, like, olive tree, like, planted in West Hollywood. And also, if it's supposed to be, like, a lounge... Like, I guess it's on Santa Monica Boulevard, like, around the corner from Pump. Yeah. So that area is not necessarily, like... It doesn't make sense, like, a loungy kind of, like, yeah. masculine vibe is, like, probably not going to work that well in that area anyways, but I it's appreciate like his It's either, like, sawdust vision. on the floor, like, really <laughs> disgusting. Like, what's the name of that disgusting place? It begins with an H or something, I think it's called, and it's, um, like... I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of it's it. It's, like, right next to Pump, and it's really shitty, and it's a gay bar. Not the, not Hudson. That's also really tragic, but in yeah. a different way. Um, But, yeah, no, it's either, like... In WeHo, it's either, like, real, real dark, like, real nasty. The Vanderpump restaurants are, like, kind of a standout for that area. Like, they are they don't really – there's no neighbor to that that's like, oh, okay, I see how the, these all belong together. It's, like, rages across the street. Yeah. Yeah. Those restaurants, like, exist in their own vacuum. Yeah. Sheena confronts Lala coming in really hot and, like, accusatory. Like, oh. we need to talk about Sheena because she's, like – She's mentally unsound. She is, but she did my favorite thing in last night's episode that's happened this whole season. What? Where she's like, you know what? Last season, everyone said Katie's a bitch, but she's always been a bitch. And I was like, fuck yes, Sheena. I was was like, absolutely. Thank you for like keeping it real, girl. Like, Katie's cross. Like, that's the only word I have for her. She's like a kind of cross looking and seeming person. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've had nice interactions with her as well, but I would say, obviously she's always kind of been less featured on the show because she's not she's not engaging or like dynamic as the other ones and like if you start to look back to past seasons and really watch her and like how she acts it's like she is a fucking bitch yeah she's either a drip or like a bitch yeah and she's like shaming some like slut shaming someone or calling someone else a whore or just like echoing whatever like Stassi's sentiments are right she's never been like a nice person it's weird because Stassi can make calling someone a whore seem like a new thing Mm -hmm. but like when Katie says it I'm like oh you're just like a mean middle school girl yeah like there's something interesting about Stassi calling someone a whore Stassi still has some sort of charm like I have to give it to her she's done such like disgusting awful like said the worst fucking shit but there's something about her that i'm not like totally repelled in the same way that i was with katie where i was like she could go away forever after last season i would never think of her ever again she doesn't bring a lot to the table and i think stassi does bring something to the table which by the way i will say when you were talking about eventually one of them winding up in like jail or whatever I did think to myself when nothing happened after Stassi's like four or five really bad social slips this mm-hmm. last year, I was like, oh, nothing will ever happen to them. Like if Bravo wasn't going to step in and make a statement about her, you know, male witch hunt episode <laughs> or like the Nazi chic thing, like if no one's going to step up and say like all the blogs are like erupting over this shit that she keeps doing, yeah. they're never going to do it. Yeah. And I think they can't because I think that the second they like claim her bad shit, uh, like the whole like house of cards is going to come tumbling down. Yeah, no, they have to stay silent about it and like let her and like just still support her and stuff. Because yeah. like I feel like she was the crux of the show for so long or like being part of the core group that started out. That yeah. If they turn, if Bravo turns on its own, like it doesn't work. I think she also holds a lot of their big secrets and like that's another like that to me is where what I mean like the house of cards is going to come tumbling down because there's like 
I mean, like there are other people happened. that are, are very suspect within the cast and like, it's not put on blast. So yeah, yeah that's true. Um, Sheena, she has like this ponytail now that's like her crazy long like yeah. extension. Is that like a is that like a ponytail extension solely? Because like she does I think have so. okay, that's dark. Yeah, that's like really sad. Mm-hmm. She has hair in a bag. She has hair in a bag that she puts in like she, when she goes to work or like it comes out at certain times, mm-hmm. but it's not like always on. Yeah, that is weird. It's um, I have my clipping and extensions that don't match my hair anymore, which are fun, but like it's a fucking job to put them in. Yeah, like I have to go in and get it done. I won't do it myself. I can imagine like an extension journey is like complicated. Yeah, well, and I if mean, it's not complicated, you're not getting the right kind of extension. Exactly. Like, I mean, you can't, yeah. Most of them are smart enough to have the ones that just fully ruin your hair. Mm-hmm. Like, Katie has really bad extensions right now. I noticed some, like, weren't blended last night. Yeah. I well, also, I think her hair is still growing out from that awful color that she dyed it, like, four years ago. Because oh. it's so long. And then it's, like, kind of looks green. Like, some of oh. the blondish areas look green. But I think that that's leftover from when she dyed her, tried to dye her hair blonde, but just, like, stopped at orange. Oh, I didn't realize that. That makes sense. Doesn't don't you think that that? I mean, I because I feel I like, mean it would still be growing out mm-hmm. if that's all of her hair. But I've always assumed that her hair kind of like stops at her boobs. She has really thick, thick hair, and so to me, it was like, oh, that is like all her hair, but it, the greenish, blondish stuff that's peeking through always that's really bad because any normal hairdresser would stop you on that like they'd Mm -hmm. be like no 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 like this is the first thing we have to take care of any normal hairdresser would never have left her with orange hair yeah well that started because you know like they started filming like the day after she did that and and she couldn't get it toned yeah she couldn't get it toned why for like continuity continuity like so she was stuck with that hair all season because (laughs) they had started filming with it and like that's a nightmare that like that's sucks. like literally a personal nightmare like to go in and like go really blonde and then them be like okay camera's up okay you're fucked like you sh- yeah okay well that makes sense because i was just like how and why did this happen like yeah that was someone trying to bleach her hair without using a chemical bleach if mm-hmm. i was to guess like they were just like kind of stripping it of its color but not like bleaching it well yeah they like did the for, like it was a single process single dye process, job yeah. but like then didn't get the highlights or any yeah. tone put in on top it was like yeah. the first step of trying to go blonde in like one day which yeah. is a it's if you're setting out to do that hopefully you have kardashian money right shit. it's like a, it's a whole journey yeah it's a whole journey um everyone goes to peter's birthday party at state social house and Sherry turns it out with like an incredibly coral jumpsuit. Oh, I don't remember it. It was like a one piece like pant jumpsuit. Of course she did. Okay. Yeah, she was looking really good. I remember the sister's unfortunate yellow top. The sister had so many unfortunate looks like she, I can I could tell that she like packed her bags for this trip being like, I'm going to L.A. I'm going to pack my L.A. stuff. I was just and then, it's sad. Yeah. And it's like her interpretation of like what's chic and acceptable to wear in LA, which is like, 
if you look like shit in LA, you really look like shit. Yeah. Because most people walk around the city looking like absolute garbage. Garbage. And it's like fine. Yeah. Like I can, like I feel comfortable like going to a restaurant in sweatpants because it's like the bar is so low here. Yeah. So to stick out like a sore thumb like Tiffany managed to do, like takes actual dedication and work. Yeah. It's actually, it is weird too because you're like... After a while in LA, when you realize everyone looks like shit all the time, you're like, is this the most beautiful city? And then you go out to like the regular America and you're like, oh yeah, no. Like the bar for hotness is like yeah. a lot different in LA. Yeah. Everyone like, looks 40 our age, like in the rest of the country. No yeah. <laughs> and everyone too. It's like, it's shocking when you're like, cause you're used to just being around like attractive people yeah. and then you go like, I go home or something and it's just like whoa like what's going on people your exact age like at least 10 years older than mm -hmm. you yeah and then they dress nicer and yeah and you're just like i'm really confused by this some of them dress nicer some of them it's like it depends on what you think is nice like that's done (laughs) there's also that (laughs) Uh, but people in la that's like the whole a very huge part of like an la aesthetic is like be really hot and just like dress like shit yeah like von dutch that shit up yeah just like ugg boots and like a short short absolutely yeah there's like the lala dressing like shit which is kind of like the streetwear like von dutch purse yeah vibe but then there's also just like wearing like dirty jeans and like a ripped up shirt and just like kind of looking almost like you like robbed a homeless person of his transient yeah Yeah. but then you're also just like really skinny and modely and so it kind of works yeah yeah but you can really what was happening with with (laughs) i mean you know what i was thinking for her is like she probably has had that she probably had the moment when she landed here was like i should have just come with an empty suitcase like i should have just bought clothes there because you're not finding anything chic and like rural kentucky to like wear out to la you don't stand a chance no like i mean it just and also like the dressing for your body type and stuff it's like just there's no she didn't really have like a concept of what that means no which is like i mean that's not her fault she's like a mom in kentucky yeah but it's also just like it hurts me to see when people like earnestly try to do that and you like know where they're coming from yeah i know that is that's rough yeah that's rough we've all been there Mm -hmm. we've all had a sad day or two oh absolutely um jacks called himself a dead horse in the bar (laughs) he's like bitching about Kristen flying britney's entire family out to la and he's like these girls they just can't like let a dead horse lie they gotta like beat it and i was like well at least he like knows himself well enough to like call him out oh my god um (laughs) sherry thought that jacks had changed sherry like i don't understand i know and especially when i think about the fact that sherry's on like her second or third marriage i'm like her fourth she's been married four times no yeah by the way i do love a christian like that that's like all Mm -hmm. over the map like we don't drink on Mima's farm but like i'm gonna get married four times yeah like selective like morality your mom knows at least four dicks have been in you Mm -hmm. i can't deal with that sherry (laughs) (laughs) and then everyone takes a ton of shots and then Peter, so Peter and Jax's cakes, or no, not Jax, but who, oh, Carter. It was Carter's birthday, oh, too. pathetic. I know. They were like, let's take the saddest people that mean nothing to this show in this world, and, like, we'll throw them a fucking party, I Carter guess. Carter looks like he's on meth. Like, without, he, he needs to get that beard back. That was his only thing that made him stand out. him without the beard, because the beard, it's almost, like, so thick that it, like, 
looks like paint on his face or something like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would never, like, touch a guy with a beard like that because I'm like, who knows what's in there? I'm, like, concerned. But, yeah, Carter does absolutely nothing for me. I did realize the beard, like, filled out his face. Like, he does look a little, like... He looks a little Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, or, like, faces of meth. Like, he just kind of was like, okay, this could go either way. Yeah. Carter and Kristen had, like, a really intense finger-sucking moment. Did you see that? No, I blocked it out. So, like, they're, like, cutting the birthday cakes... Which I was really confused by what the birthday cakes were because it was like, is it a carrot cake? Is it a cake covered in coconut? Yeah. It was weird. And then Kristen like puts or Carter puts his finger in Kristen's mouth, I think, with like some icing and she sucks off his finger, like pretends to like give it a blow job. And then Carter puts his finger in his mouth. And it was just like a lingering moment between them that I was like, you know, when you like just you'd see how people have sex are, with each yeah, other and yeah. how they are. And then you're just like, whoa. Also like stuff like sexy cake time, like in public, like any sort of like weird wedding, like when they're like feeding each other cake, I'm like, this is fucking foul, dude. Like don't even, I wouldn't even do that in private. Like let alone like in front of people on a cake that they have to eat. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just am not like, I don't, I don't know about those little moments like that. I would be like Ariana and Tom used to do that kind of stuff where they'd like do like lizard tongue kisses. It never bothered me when they did it. Yeah. Just because they're like someone like Kristen and Carter are like two of the last people I want to see have sex. Yeah. I never, I never want to see it. Like I'd rather watch Kristen and Jax have sex. Totally. 100%. I do wonder a lot about that. About what it was like. Yeah. I mean, explaining, I, I like was explaining to this guy the other day, I just got him to like start watching Vanderpump and he was like, what's the deal with those two? I was like, well, she gave him like, they had no kiss sex uh, and she blew him during like dry and like just trying to like explain everything that's happened between Kristen and Jax is absolute. It's like insane. And I'm so, I think we're all so used to it at this point that Mm -hmm. it's just like, yeah, like she blew him during drive and like they didn't like they fucked, but they didn't kiss. Yeah. They still don't even know how that happens. Like, yeah. I feel like if it was a, I was a prostitute, I would like accidentally kiss the John sometime. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. A no kiss sex, like it can't, it can be like hot at times, but it's not a regular thing. And I wouldn't want to do that. I don't even know. Like, I can't even imagine. It must have been really hot for them. The like I mean, drive, the sexual tension, their like anger. Yeah. But then also I'm like, I can imagine how it smelled in that apartment, like while they were fucking. Oh, it it was probably so gross. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I feel like Jack's probably, his face was full of blow and he couldn't even smell anything. That's where I put the onus on Kristen. Yeah. (sighs) And then they did it again. (laughs) That's like, didn't they fuck after the drive? They did it twice. Yeah. 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 So like arranged like another time. Yes. Yeah. Can you imagine like, getting in a fight with your boyfriend and be like, I'm going to go sleep at Jax's house? <laughs> <laughs> that would not fly. Like, I can't imagine being in a relationship where I'm like, I'm mad at you. I'm going to go sleep at Jax's Is that what house. she said happened? She went to go sleep at Jax's house because it got into a fight. Well, I mean, I would think in that, I guess I would just have never, ever thought. And she probably knew that Tom would never assume that they would fuck. Right. Like everyone was like, okay, sure, whatever. Yeah, and whatever like, that means. Yeah. And then what he didn't know is that like, of course they're going to fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Classic. 
Um, Lisa and Cherry's conversation is so awkward. Like you can tell that a producer was like, okay, time for you guys to like talk. And they kind of just sit together and like blankly stare into space until like everyone gets in a huge, huge fight. Every scene with Lisa this season is so much more than it ever was. Yeah. Like, okay, Lisa's being introduced to go speak to you for like 30 minutes and mm-hmm. then you have to leave. Like, yeah. it's so awkward whenever Lisa's on camera this season. She, and she's like trying to get into people's drama, but she also like doesn't, it's not like she cares. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she's just there. I don't know why. Like, does she... Is she like hungry for camera time? She doesn't need time? to be on this show anymore. No. I really feel distracted by Lisa. I feel spoken down to when she's on camera. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't need Lisa period yeah. anymore on this show. It's like, it's uncomfortable. So because these kids aren't kids anymore. They're like, she's telling like a 36 year old man how to be a good husband. Like it's dark. It's really dark. I mean, it is like Vanderpump rules. Like she has to, I guess she guess. I guess she has to be involved in some level, but it's just like. Lisa, speaking of like beating a dead horse while it's down or whatever he called it, what did he? What did he say? <laughs> I he was like kicking a horse, a dead horse. They can't just let a <laughs> dead horse lie. They have to kick it over and over. Like he is that like classic like easy '90s sitcom character quality of like messing up proverbs and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like him. his comedy. God bless. I know <laughs> it's so sad because he doesn't even mean it. It's not even like a fun bit. No, he's just stupid. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, 
two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? Give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos and you will rise to the top of the heap and you will be deified and worshipped for the rest of your days walking this planet. Because as anyone who with siblings know, that's the only goal on Mother's Day is to be the favorite. And if you're an only child, you're still competing with all your other extended family members, and it's important to wage a war and come out on top. If you're an only child, you're also at war with yourself. So what you can do is get your mother or the preeminent mother figure in your life an aura frame. You load it up with photos. It's literally the easiest thing to do. And I know that you might be thinking you digital frames are bleak, but I'm telling you this aura frame is chic. And the best part is it has unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app so you can keep updating your mother or mother figure's frame with new photos. So it's the gift that keeps on giving and uploading. I gave my mom an Aura frame and she had resisted for so long because she's truly anti-technology like barely even understands how to facetime and i said just let me just let me and i set it all up for her i plugged it in i fired up the app i preloaded pictures on it and now she's so into it that she figured out how to preload pictures and even runs it from her app which is truly saying a lot because she refuses to download apps she thinks everyone's spying on her stealing her data and the fact that i was able to break through and she literally loves this frame like loaded it up with pictures of her cat i was like we did it joe Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code SUP at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Um, Wait, the kicking a dead horse? Were you going to say something about that? No, I was just going to say that like she's kicking a dead horse by existing oh, on yeah. the show. Mm-hmm. We're the dead horse. Yeah, that. we're the dead yeah. horse. Um, the whole Jackson Britney situation is so uncomfortable. Like, I feel like he and Britney really don't communicate about anything that's truly wrong with their relationship. And then she's now like outsourcing other people. Like, it weirds me out that she goes to Jackson. She's like, if you care about me, you're going to have to like make things right with my family and like get them on board. And it's like, 
what about you? Like, right. what does he need to do for you to like make you feel better about this relationship? Right. I mean, especially if that faith recording was as bad as I think most of us assume it was. And I think that it probably was even darker than most of us assume. I couldn't ever look at someone who said those things about me. Like my, for my self-esteem to be in the place that her self-esteem must be in, like yeah. it would be a really dark thing. Like I couldn't. To be able to have sex with someone who, like, four days prior, like, you'd heard a recording of him being, like, she's not, like, attractive anymore. I'm never going to marry her. Just, like, undoing everything that, like, has made her want to stay there is, like, so it's just so brutal. Yeah. It's so brutal. It's psychotic. And, like, yeah. I don't – for me, it's, like, I've I've dated people that have been, like – that have, like, ghosted me or whatever, like – been like lusted after people that like maybe didn't reciprocate but if i had heard someone be like i'm not into her like say all that shit like that would be the final thing like i would never try and go back yeah i would never try and go back to someone that had like said any of that about me yeah no it's really she must be that makes me really feel for her because she must be in a really damaged place like no one wants to do that no one wants to go back to the guy that speaks to him like that or like can even really defend it. Mm-mm. Um, I just think that she's so any like illusions there are that Brittany's like really in charge here or whatever, or just like completely. No, she has no power in this relationship. It's really sad. And like when she tries to exert it, it's just like it, like I, she thinks that she's winning, but it's actually a total fail. Like this entire episode, Jax is like, in hell like he does not want to be doing what he's doing he's just like gritting his teeth he's like always just like rubbing his temples and it's like he's going through the motions but there's no like genuine desire to like try and heal whatever's happened between like him and Brittany and like the trust that's broken with her family like he doesn't care you know what I mean he's like doing lines when Sherry and Brittany are like getting ready in the room or something like he seems like he seems out of it. Like yeah. he seems like not, he seems very disconnected from what's happening. And then it's just like, there's no passion. Like he's just like going through the motions and it's like biding his time until they're fucking gone and like doing things. Cause like Brittany says, but he doesn't care. Like it's not coming from any sort of genuine place. Do you think that at least like an element of that might be that he knows how it's going to play out for him on the show and he's like extra conscious of it now for the first time? Because it's always seemed like Jackson isn't really aware that it's a show that's going to be on television, Mm -hmm. which is why he's just so like gone all the time and like acting in a way that you're like, what human acts like that? I think that Jax is just kind of figuring out that this is a TV show. Yeah, I think that there's like some validity to that. And I think that also he is just the kind of person that is never going to be the one that breaks up with the woman he's seeing. That was surprising to me. That didn't surprise me because I feel like guys like that never break up with girls. What's the point? They just keep they keep anyone around who wants to be in their life. Like, okay. And so if, as long as Brittany's down and she's down to stay, he's like here for it. And as soon as she, if she was to break up with him, like he would go out and start fucking someone else immediately. Got it. Like he's the kind of person that always will have someone to fuck until he like becomes really old and gross and disgusting. Yeah. Or older and grosser and more disgusting than he already is. But like he could go out and get into another relationship with a girl like immediately. Yeah. And like have her move in and just replace Brittany. Wow. That's a really dark thought. Yeah. And so he doesn't need like guys like that will just like 
they'll put up with anything like they it's like he's not the one he's being not playing abu- by the rules anyway yeah so it's like it's and not he already yeah. got away with he got away with every single thing about the faith situation. Absolutely. You're right. No, you're right. So like, why should the consequences of a real relationship don't exist in his world anyway? Yeah. And like, he's not the one being abused in this situation. Like he's the abuser real. Yeah. That was the scariest thing ever when he turned it back on her. I don't know if you've ever fought with someone like that where it's Mm -hmm. like all of a sudden, Oh yeah. You're like, wait, why am I apologizing? Like yeah. that was very that was too real for me. It was like very like it was I've lived that situation and to watch someone else do it was like that's why I feel a little bit bad for Brittany. I feel like every like even the strongest people I know have been like very manipulated in relationships. And mm-hmm. it's like a terrible place to be in. It's a really dark place and you feel very especially when you get out of it, you feel so like ashamed and like so but that's what a narcissist does is that they just – they do that to people. They, like, completely find someone who's willing to – I mean, she derailed her entire life for him and yeah. he allowed it to happen. Yeah. yeah. They both, like, willingly went into this relationship. Him being like, well, I'm not going to, like, do the same thing I always do, like, have a girl move in with me. like blah. And then, like, two seconds later, she was, like, moved into the K-Town studio. Yeah. So it was like no one ever was – consciously going into this like trying to do things the right way i just really don't think she ever knew i don't think anyone could ever imagine how bad dating someone like jacks really is until they're in it yeah you hear the stories but you're also like well i'm not like that girl or whatever like people make a lot of excuses yeah and i think that they probably did like really love each other at the beginning and it was like hot and new and fun and like and then once she's actually in a position where he has all the power in the relationship. Like if he's paying her rent and stuff and like he got her on this show and it's just complicated. Yeah. His financial dominance over her is like terrifying to me. Yeah. And he throws the way he throws it in her face. is like absolutely disgusting. Yeah. It's awful. Like to have anyone like that gives you a gift and then brings it up later as like ammunition. It's like, it was never a gift in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lala is so wasted at this party at Peter's party. She's like screaming drunk, but I'm kind of here for it. Yeah. She's back. Drunk Lala is back. Yeah. A lot of people forget she was not drinking for a season. She was still great that season, but she was like really not drinking. Oh yeah. Yeah. She kind of was like cautious about the drinking early on in this season. Right. And then now it's just she like should all be. bets I mean, are off. She and James definitely both have that youthful drunk streak to them where like when they get drunk, it's like ridiculous and super silly and gets heightened so quickly, like in a way that you kind of wish the rest of the cast had that still, but like they're just start like such dark alcoholics that like when they get really shit can like that, it gets real deep. Like it gets very sinister. Yeah. It's not fun anymore. No. With James, <laughs> I still think it's a little fun. Oh yeah. James is hysterical. Yeah. And Lala's like sweet. Like she, I believe that she really does like care about all these women and like does want everyone to get along. And, like, isn't necessarily trying to stir up drama between people. I totally agree with that. But I also think, like, and when I watch it the second time, because Katie has been so tame this season, and she has not, like, been a total, like, psychopath like she was last season. But it does seem very convenient that, like, all of a sudden she is friends with Lala. And, like, like when she and Stassi and Kristen all were like on a private jet with Lala, I was like, Oh, this when is what did that ha- happen. This happened like, I feel like late summer, early fall. Okay. 
But it was like they suddenly were all like Instagramming together and like doing yeah. all the shit. And I was like, okay, well, clearly they've realized that Lala is the star of the show. So they can either get on board or be off board and keep looking like idiots. Yeah. So I think that they're, I think that they're very usury. Yeah. In that oh, totally. Way. I mean, also like, I don't think anyone wouldn't get on someone's free jet. No, like, absolutely not. No. Um, here's my thing though, with this whole scene, can I like hit a little bit of a fast forward? I think Yeah, fast forward. Sheena and Tom fighting. Tom like decides to come to Katie's defense for once and their entire relationship. Mm-hmm. And the way that he went after Sheena was a side of him that I really wish I had never seen. Same. It was really hard to watch a grown ass man go after a woman like that in such specific nasty ways like where he's like your nails are fake like your teeth are fake like i'm just like oh my god like why don't you just start like listing prices like it was so tacky and so strange the way that he went off on her like really very little to do with her character which i think is ultimately yeah you're gonna pick an issue probably that but to just start like picking on her like looks and like it was just really ugly yeah it's a lot of cheap shots and it's very like disrespectful like language wise yes and- it was gross. Yeah. Like if Katie like, didn't seem like satisfied when that happened, I would be, if yeah. my guy spoke to someone like that, I'd be like, Whoa, you need to like fucking back it up. Like that's a chick you're talking to. Like, yeah. that's not cool. Like, I would be very weirded out. I'd be so, I'd be humiliated. And mm-hmm. like, I just think that that's so weird. Like when we saw a dark side to Schwartz, when he like effortlessly called Katie a bitch last year, which really sat wrong with me. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, well that's just a, a, brief glimpse into what happens at their house at night yeah but him going off between that and him going off on sheena like that i really am starting to wonder like is schwartz like the big sweetie that i've always kind of thought he was like i guess i mean i know that like he has definitely like loyalty issues and there seems to be some sort of drinking problem and stuff going on but he's never seemed like a malicious person to me and like seeing him go off on sheena and i was like oh you have like a really fucking ugly side to you well i think it's also when he's drinking or maybe on drugs like because yeah. he seemed he seemed pretty lit up at that yeah. party and yeah. i think that that come like the confidence to actually like stick up for katie was like liquid courage yeah because that he and Katie are a new couple again. Yeah. Right? And they got yeah. in love all over again. Mm-hmm. So dark. Because she's been so chill. Because, yeah. Because he slept on the couch at Tom's house. Yeah. So dark. And, like, the like their marriage boot camp that they're going through with Lisa, yeah. like, that darks me out beyond. Well, that's, like, what I mean when it's just, like, it's inappropriate for Lisa's presence to be there still. Because these aren't, like, 24-year-old kids that it's, like, oh, they're, you know, fighting and, like, maybe I can, you know do something as the older person in the situation. Yeah. If these people are like 36 and they still don't know what's up, like they're done, Lisa, you don't need to say anything. Like let them ruin their fucking lives by themselves. Like you did the whole marrying thing. Like that's not real. Like you're not, you don't really have to watch over their marriage. Like it's not, <laughs> I thought of, I thought of you when she was like, I went to the woods. Like when oh, she yeah. got really offended. Slender man. <laughs> Slender man. Yeah. <laughs> they're, um, and also like, it's like, 
they're in business together. And so it's crossing so many lines to like compare like his marriage and how he conducts himself in a marriage. I don't think has anything to do with like a business partnership. And it's so delusional to be like, now I'm wondering about whether or not Tom Schwartz is going to be good at business. It's like, Oh, what tipped you off the last seven years that he's been day drinking on the couch? Like a floppy haircut. Like he's, Oh, he's never been a good worker. Yeah. The one time he tried to work for you and then left in the middle of, of his shift so sad like what in the world made you think that he would be a smooth 15 minutes into that first shift yeah like he was out he was gone yeah he's never like actually done a day of true work in his life can you imagine doing that to someone that just hired you just like, piecing out just walking out especially knowing that like this person's gonna find you again like, like you're like on we, their show it's yes. not like it's like you just decided it wasn't for you and you were like i'm gonna cut my losses yeah and it's get not out like the here. denny's manager you're not gonna like ever see at the supermarket no it's like your boss yeah and the person who's your boss on the other job that is your real it's job all your jobs yeah yeah it was really bad yeah really bad. they're in it too deep yeah it can't it can't turn out well that's why i feel like lisa needs to just really pull back like basically all together because like she's making a mockery of like any sort of semblance of these people being adults that have like any sort of like self-possession whatsoever yeah it's there though i kind of am starting to have moments where i get fooled by katie and schwartz where i'm like oh is their marriage actually like looking pretty good like is this oh, are no. they really getting it together like maybe they are like a sweet couple and like we just should all give them a chance they hate each other i mean they really they work well together like they're it's like nice that they've taken each other off the market in a sense but i don't i mean they're just codependent addicts yeah like that's really i mean like not to be unfair and like label someone like that but like yeah like if, if i'm gonna call it like i see it on the show like <laughs> it seems like they both have really bad drinking problems and always just revert to forgiveness out of like giving up, like throwing their hands in the air. Yeah. Um, Sheena is like fully projecting whatever is going on, like between Lala and like the Stassets and Stassi. Like Mm -hmm. she's trying to like project her reality with them onto Lala, which I don't think is what's happening at all. Yeah. Like, Sheena's she's like melting down crying talking to Lala and she's like they did this to me they like became friends and then got in my head and that's why I treated you like shit last year and it's like no this is not like what's happening to Lala yeah with Sheena too it's been such a long con that it's like they've been fucking with Sheena since like the second she showed up yeah with Lala it's always been a little bit different yeah they've been fucking with her since like Lala showed up but in a but Lala fucks back with them and it's like there's something more mutually beneficial about their friendship yes then like there's nothing beneficial to them about being friends with Sheena because Sheena's like a psycho and has always been a psycho yeah and like the second that she sees any of their chips are down she's like I'm sorry like she's like she was the first to forgive Stassi after that whole season of her being terrible to her Mm -hmm. it just is like Sheena really wants to be liked and you can just like with her it's all about just being liked and yeah she's desperate to be liked so the second that anyone says anything that would make her a seem unlikable or like yeah week she just like completely falls apart i just don't think that i think that sheena makes it up as she goes along like i don't think there's anything really calculated about her either which like she doesn't have a long con like that's what i realized recently she doesn't have any sort of like no she has no like game plan or anything it's like this 
whatever makes sense in she the moment. She just needs Rob to be okay with her right now. Yeah. Like, whether or not that actually is going <laughs> to work out is, like, there's no 10-year plan for Sheena. Like, no. just is Rob mad at me right now? Okay. Yeah, like, if Rob was, like, let's get married tomorrow, Sheena would be like, yeah, definitely. And, like, how embarrassing to be on, like, Watch What Happens Live being like, yeah, we fuck, but, like, we're not dating. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that's a secret, girl. Like, you don't tell anyone that you're still fucking that guy. But that's been Sheena's MO from the jump. Like, even when she did that interview about fucking John Mayer, where she was like, yeah, I, like, go over to his house. Yeah. He doesn't really come to mine, and, like, we'll hang out, but then... I live for that. Yeah. It's just like she basically admits publicly that she's just like a fuck toy for guys. Right. And like not the kind of woman that they take seriously and like want to be in a relationship with. Yeah. And then wears it like a badge of honor and like thinks that it's like great. I have a theory that they were already done when she gave that interview because there's no way that he would fuck her after that. Her and John Mayer. Yeah. yeah. I really don't. Oh, they were no fully. Way. It so had run its course. Been, yeah. Yeah. She's like digging it up mm-hmm. for her role on Zach and Cody or whatever it was. <laughs> I think also that her and Rob's relationship was on the show was like fake to some extent. Like, I, I feel Sheena like they were thought it was real. I think Sheena thought it was real, but like really it was like Rob thought of it as a very casual relationship. Yes. And then whenever it started to seem like Sheena was like being screwed over by him, then she convinced him to like make statements on Instagram and stuff like that to totally. like support her. Totally. But I don't think that they were ever like in a very serious relationship. I just feel like that's so one oh one that even someone who has like who lacks finesse on Sheena's level knows not to say to a guy that you've been dating three months, like, I'm going to be, like, divorced soon and we can get married. Like, that's how to freak a guy out. Like, yeah. basics. Yeah. It was so, it's so weird to me. She just doesn't understand. Yeah. Like, she does not understand how life works. Right. And I all I don't understand her and Ariana's friendship. I don't either. Like, Especially in last night's episode when Sheena's like weeping, crying, and Ariana's like, she's being really genuine, and like other people aren't being genuine. I'm like, how, like, how does your guys' friendship work? Um, I've definitely have felt that. I don't think the last night was like the moment for me. I actually was like kind of proud of Sheena because I was like, at least she is showing a semblance of a backbone right mm-hmm. now, even if it's completely self motivated. Um, but I've always wondered about their friendship because they're just like intellectually not on the same plane, socially not on the same plane. Like, I just don't understand what they really have in common. Yeah. Like, what do they laugh about? Right. Exactly. TBD. James and Lala play tennis. Yeah. And Lala That's says, right. my man really likes to play tennis. He's fucking good as shit. So I'm trying to play so we have something to do together. That's nice. That was nice. But it also kind of like that darked me out. I mean, yeah. Also, it's like, of course, your like 55-year-old boyfriend likes tennis, Lala. You know what I mean? He probably likes racquetball and shit, too. Like, what else do guys that age like? <laughs> like, he's fucking old. Like, that's why he likes tennis. They also are using, like, now different, like, conjugations of the verb, like, lit. So he, uh, or he's like, you were litter than I was. Like, oh, or yeah. the adjective lit. Yeah. Like, I guess it's an adjective, yeah. Yeah, I guess so, right? Yeah. It's not a verb. That's how the the kids are doing it now. Yeah. So you were litter than me. Yeah. uh, Which is the first time I heard that. You were more lit than I was. Like, what else would it be? (laughs) You were litter than me. Yeah. I was litter than everyone. Yeah. I was like, wow. God bless DJ James Kennedy. 
He is really coming into his own. He's also a star. Wait, I have... Okay, so wait, we haven't even gotten there yet. We haven't gotten to Logie. Yeah. Um, So concerning. Wait, so James, like, shades Lala. Did you catch this moment where he was, like... He was, like, her and her men, like, they love to, like, spend time together and go to the Beverly Hills Hotel on a Wednesday yeah, I didn't think that was shade. I think he was just like making fun of them. Yeah, and also like I think that he didn't realize he was just basically calling himself poor. Mm-hmm. You know, like so what if like Lala and her rich boyfriend like to hang out at the Beverly Hills Hotel on a Wednesday? That sounds great. Yeah, you know, I yeah. like to be there. Um, let's get into the actually like biggest crux of this episode, which is James and Logan's never-ending saga. Okay, I need to know like all your thoughts on it well i've had a bunch of like kind of redundant weird thoughts well one i'm like i was like this is like unfortunate that they're like gay trolling the cast of this show Mm -hmm. because and i realized i started laughing when i said it but i was like this show has always been very like lgbtq positive and that like pride is like their big thing every year and like but then also like lol like no it hasn't been yeah but it also for the most part like that's like kind of their big thing and then to take pride and like turn it into this like weird like sort of like are they will they or won't they sort of like thing and poor Raquel like who I actually did realize was stupid last night I like really <laughs> I, like I never thought she was I was took like, you this long to put it together I just thought like uh, people are just like She's just being shy. Like, she's maybe shy on camera or something. Yeah, or I just thought that, like, people were being petty because it's, like, what... Like, giving, like, someone, like, Rock Hell a shit ton of lines doesn't make a lot of sense to begin with. So yeah. it's just, like, of course she just kind of looks, like, sheepish, like sheepishly, like, sitting in the corner. Yeah. Um, But, no, I was, like, oh, she's, like, not brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, And I... That was, like, I felt bad for even going there. But it's mm-hmm. also, like, we've all been a young girl. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. having something happen very obvious in front of us to, like, the rest of the world it's, like, so clear. But it's you're just, like... One thing to be, like, naive and, like, young in a relationship and then it's another thing to be Raquel. Yeah. Then no. she's serving up. The best she was when Jax was, like, yeah, she's dumb as a rock. Like That was, like, <laughs> that, that, I think, was, like, oh, even Jax is saying it now. Okay. Yeah. Like, so, that was a real, that was a real moment. I absolutely think that James and Logan are, like, have a thing going on. And yeah. Like, anyone. It's pretty obvious. But it was also the way that it was laid out was so, that is exactly how it would happen. That is exactly how something like this would come to life. Yeah. It's, like, everyone was drinking too much. And then Logan gets on the car and he's like a little bit like, you know, he's just a little bit too drunk and he's just, he says the thing out loud that he has not been allowed to say out loud. Yeah. And he's just so gone that he doesn't even care anymore and his Mm -hmm. feelings are hurt and he's having an ego about it. And he's like, yeah, we hook up, you know, like he's wanted to say that the whole time. Yeah. All but said it at pride. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, he and James, like they, first of all, it was that like, are we about to kiss moment a million times? I don't know if you've ever dated like a coworker or like someone or like a, like someone that you just are not supposed to be dating. Someone mm-hmm. that like categorically like not supposed to be dating them. And like you're drunk and you're in public and you're like, I'm, I want to make out with you, but I can't. So I'm going to just keep like, like leaning one quarter of the way in and then realizing I can't, they were about to make out probably seven times during pride. They were nuzzling each other. Like yeah. they, it was full on like, 
there was no way around it. Like they were, yeah, they have something going on. And like, it's also that sad thing where you realize like anytime you've been in that situation, how mm-hmm. obvious it is to everyone else. Like oh, what's yeah. going on. You like think you're like getting away with it. Like, like so covert. We can't tell anyone. Like it's like, no, honey, everyone, everyone knows. knows. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, man. Like I, I'm going back and forth on this. I kind of wish they weren't being so trollish about it because James is, I mean, most people in the world are obviously some shade of bisexual, but James is like of that, like 24 year olds these days. Like, do you know how many 24 year old guys I've like met recently were just like, yeah, I'm like fully bi. And I'm like, okay, when I was 24, like for a guy to say that, that would have been him choking on his words for like, eight years that would have been the most difficult thing for him to admit Mm -hmm. it was almost hard it was harder than just coming out it was really like it was a really like i think a difficult thing for someone to come out as bi i feel like james is of that generation now where he could just be like yeah like sometimes i like girls and sometimes i like guys and it wouldn't be that big of a deal but yeah turned now into a big deal it's almost like applying the rules of his castmates generation who they are all like 10 years older than him they're much older and like they're more of like you are our generation where it's like i mean for a long time i truly thought that like bisexual man was a myth like i was like oh that's like they're fucking gay like that's just like a <laughs> like really problematic like samantha jones like, bro. we grew up in the, we grew up at a time where like people are like bisexuality isn't real people are just being greedy like that was always yeah the line, people are just being greedy they just want it all and it's yeah. like yeah they do but like that's yeah what, they you know do what I mean? <laughs> that's like <laughs> what it means wrong with that. Um, <laughs> but yeah it was like considered like just like a, a farce in a way and i just really i don't know i feel bad because i think whatever James has going on is actually a very modern current situation Yeah, that, I mean, there's plenty, I know plenty of girls that have a girlfriend and a boyfriend, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I just, I think Raquel is like in a dream situation and she like doesn't even realize how good she has it. And that she doesn't have to fuck James all the time. Yeah. Or like, like my ultimate number one priority is to like find a hot bisexual lawler that like, (laughs) that just like wants to date. And like, yeah, that would be everything to me. And like Raquel needs to be grateful for that instead of like trying to like make it not happen. But or, you're like, not suggesting that like Logan would ever get in the mix with the two of them, right? Because Logan no. seems disgusted by her. Yeah, Logan's not into Raquel. And I don't I don't see like a hot threesome with them. Like I see maybe with James and another guy that Raquel would be into. Like that could be a sexy opportunity. But like the Logan stuff is very separate from like yeah. the Raquel oh, stuff. Oh I don't think Raquel would know what to do with two dicks. No. Like I think she'd really I think she barely like, knows what to do with one. Yeah, no, totally. Which is why she makes like a really good girlfriend she's like a beauty queen and like yeah. good arm candy but james is like going outside of the really like he clearly needs some other physical thing that raquel cannot provide yeah and i i mean that's very i don't know that's why i'm like what does pasta mean because it, like, it just comes back to like i don't see raquel like doing blow at all yeah that was kind of like I don't know. Maybe it means Molly. Maybe. Maybe it was like a bag of Molly or something like that. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, she just seems very squeaky clean to me. Um, like drinking. Like she'd be like, whoo, I had a rough night drinking last night. Like she seems very nerdy to me. But what do you think about like, maybe you can more articulately put it than I can. I just was like a little bit disappointed in the show for being that 
I mean, we did saw it with Jax a couple of seasons ago when it wasn't the best look the show's ever had. Yeah. So that seemed more like playing it as a troll than this James stuff did. Yeah. Because it's like when it was Jax, it was more like everyone else was saying this about him. Right. And like kind of exposing his past and then like inferring with editing that they're like, they have some sort of dark sexual history between them, him and John from Miami. But with Logan, like it came out so organically that it seemed very like I'm with you like that. I could have genuinely seen him being like at the end of his rope and just being like, yeah, we're fucking like, don't you know? It like, seemed so the way that they laid it out. I was just like, that is exactly what happened. Yeah. And word then for word. James's reaction when Jax told him about it, where he's like, Logan would never say that was like that was when I was like oh this is totally true because like in their agreement with each other it's like we can do whatever but you just can't ever say like talk about it to people like don't bring it up like while we film on the show like let's not make it a thing and then the phone call that they had was like totally fake yeah like that was then i think james telling logan like you now need to like save my ass in this situation and like you need to just shut it down and james shouldn't have picked such a messy queen like i don't know what to tell you but like (laughs) logan's like messy like there's never been a scene with him on where he's not like kind of like side-eyeing james and like obviously like a fucking jealous lover and like obviously just like he feels like the kept woman like he's so pissed yeah drunk and sloppy and what i really want from the editors is to just go for it like when they muted their mics when like logan clearly got in james's ear and was like whispering like i'm gonna go back to your place and fuck you later or something mm-hmm. and he's like, all right let's go to the next bar like it just was like okay play that though you have yeah. that audio yeah like, what is it just play it like maybe they're talking about drugs i don't know what it is maybe that's the only thing i'm thinking unless he's saying directly like let's go back to your house and fuck the only other thing they could have muted while keeping that scene in weirdly though i think bravo like handles gay stuff really poorly like all the time like they just don't know how to like do gay storylines in like so which is really really weird like it doesn't add up but like i'm just like (laughs) here here's a thought do you think that maybe it's because the audience is like shockingly skew like skews very conservative Maybe. Like Andy Cohen has said that he hates talking about Trump on Watch What Happens Live because the audience fucking flips out on him, Mm -hmm. which is a really weird thought because the people I know who watch Bravo are like super liberal. Yeah. But there is, you know, I mean, there's a huge portion of the country. But you don't see any like shows on Bravo with like gay guys as the lead. I mean, I guess like the flipping houses, like yes, whatever, but those like, are it's some. so cartoonishly gay. Yeah, that it's not just like, there's not an, ever been like really an elevated conversation of being like, okay, well, like this person's bisexual or he like hooks up with guys yeah. and girls and like this is the kind of relationship he has. And you see there's this like level of uncomfortability amongst all the cast members. Like they don't even know how to talk about it. Yeah. And like, for them to be like at a loss for words when it comes to like talking shit about someone in their crew is like not in their character. So like you can tell that they just feel like so weird and like don't want to say the wrong thing. And I guess maybe it even like furthers the point that like Bravo, 
high key hates women because they were fine doing that to Britney and Kristen last year when I was like, ew, Kristen was eating Britney's pussy. Like, yeah, her Kentucky like, muffin and yeah. like just like really getting like vulgar with the description. Totally. And with this, it's kind of like, I don't know if like he has a touch of the gay or what. Like it's yeah. very like just like. It's like, it's not my sterile. business. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's like, exactly. it's everyone's business. Like y'all are on the show. Totally. I mean, it's a, it's a little rough because I think that like it is essentially outing someone. Yeah. Which I don't necessarily believe in. Like, I don't think, I feel like it's like he should be able to come out on his own time. And it's, right. but you are on a reality show. This is what you're doing. On this is camera. what you're doing on camera. Like you're don't bring your lover on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you want to keep it on the low, then Logan should be nowhere to be found. And they have suggested as much with James before with like the older man that he lives with that they all play pool with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't um, I don't know. And like Kristen even approaching it being like, I think James really likes pussy. But do I think he's been with a guy before? Sure. Like that was very, I was all just very weird the way it was handled. And I, I don't know. I don't know why I still managed to like muster up any disappointment in Bravo whatsoever, but it was really dark. And even the way they handled Billy the week prior <laughs> was really awkward. And like, it's like they're trying to be like kind of progressive, but it, it feels more regressive. And then next, you know, like Billy's like reassuring Jax in the corner that her pussy's great. And it's yeah, like, and you're like, babe. what the fuck? Yeah. And Jax is like, Whoever did that, I mean, they got their money's worth. And it's like, but Billy did that. Like, that's that's yeah. who did it. And it's like, the <laughs> you mean the surgeon did a good job? Like, it just was very weird. Like, whoever did that, they got their money's worth. Or like, are you, apply- are you implying that she, like, slept with someone to get a vagina? Like, what are you saying? Yeah, I don't know. Like, no one really knows what to do. And it's actually, like, not progressive. I think no. at this point to have, like, a trans character on your show. Like, at this point, I feel like most of the shows that I watch do have some sort of tra- – I mean, Pretty Little Liars had a trans character before. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, Billy Lee, it shouldn't – it shouldn't have to be, like, this big moment. And, like, with James, I mean, he must just really be still very closeted and, like, totally closed off about – all of whatever's happening with Logan, like not willing to admit anything, which is the thing that makes me the most sad because it's like the tears that happen after that phone call are real. Yeah. That was like authentic emotion. Yeah. And like, they are like besties, like they're best friends. You know what I mean? Like one would think that we want that for James is to like meet a guy that he has that much fun with, especially after like Kristen and like just seeing him be young and sloppy and figure it out. I mean, I guess the, the like, main rub is Raquel's, like, entire existence. Like, mm-hmm. she just, like, obviously would not be. That's a girl that cannot date a bi guy. No. If she knew that he was, like, hooking up with a guy, that would be, like. But it's also, like, how can you not know this? She did say something's going on, which, yeah. like, I thought was very, like, oh, girl, like, now that you've said that, mm-hmm. you have to pick a lane. Yeah. Like, if you admit that you know something's up, you either got to like be like, and I'm okay with it mm-hmm. or like, and this isn't going to fly, but yeah. you can't be like kind of stewing and being like, I know something's going on. No. And she's very passive about everything. Like he was caught cheating like last season, like explicitly right. caught and like right. the evidence was there I and she still, that. that was just never resolved. Yeah. And he, he never even admitted like, yes, this happened and I'm so sorry. Like blah, blah, blah. Just like in this situation, he's not, 
admitting anything. He's yeah. just like, oh, this guy's like psycho and maybe he does get too touchy sometimes, but like He's it, my best mate. Yeah, he's my best mate. And then when he had that like Freudian slip with Lala when he called Logan his girlfriend. Oh yeah. That was like he was like, He's my bae, like blah blah blah, like my girlfriend. Like and it's just like James, honey, like the jig is up. Yeah. I don't know. I'm interested to see how this gets resolved because I don't think there's a way. I mean, it's like when I kept thinking that like we were going to find out who killed Jean Bonnet and then like legal action was imme- immediately going to be taken. Like when they were doing all those specials last mm-hmm. year, like we would know if James was out as a bi man. Yeah. So there's not going to really be any resolution of this. It's yeah. just going to be probably another like 10 episodes of inferring yeah which is like kind of i don't know like if i really want to watch that like it's a little bit like um, it's then andy's gonna go so fucking hard at the reunion you know the reunion's gonna be maybe it'll come out at the reunion though like the thing that vanderpump rules is you kind of never know what's gonna happen and i feel that to be true this season especially yeah where there could be a twist by the end of it i didn't think they had any more life left in them i know really just after last season which was kind of lackluster in some ways yeah i was like okay like these fucking idiots again but this season has been just like fire yeah it's never stopped and this was like the only episode that i feel like it was like okay yeah was the finale their wedding last year the finale was the yeah wasn't it i think so because i remember thinking that Jax's roast like timeline wise was probably going to be the finale but then i realized that tom and katie hadn't even been married yet yeah and they got married in like august i want to say yeah and his roast was in like june or july but i remember like jacks i we saw him at like that that thing last year and he was saying like I think it's going to be the finale. Like, I think my roast is going to be the finale. Like, he was definitely, like... He was loving it. And I was loving it. And I, like, played into it. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, that's <laughs> totally the finale. Like, are you kidding? Jack's roast? Like, classic. Like... Classic. And, of course, they, like, brush over it in, like, a minute and a half. Like, it's, mm-hmm. like, one minute of the show total. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was a lackluster season. And then Sheena's... Di- like, I feel like Sheena's divorce from Mike Shea was, like, the true kind of oh, bomb yeah. that we all needed, like, at the very end. Like, that made the whole season kind of seem worth it because yeah. then you had her acting, like, totally psychotic on the reunion uh-huh. and, like, disassociating from reality and, like, fixing her makeup and shit. Wait, can we? I just lit up inside. Can yeah. we with Stassi and Patrick? Like, I need to know. I'm... I just have no, I have like no words and all the words for that relationship. It's so sad. It's so sad. It's fascinating, but it totally tracks. Like it makes perfect, it makes perfect sense. I don't question it whatsoever because I'm like, oh, of course this woman who like spent, Stassi is smart. I think that she is like a smart person. She's savvy. Yeah. Savvy. And like this woman who really gets off on like flexing all this power over other women and especially with other men that she's dated. Yeah. Like it makes a lot of sense that she would find someone that she has to like diminish herself for or like totally or puts herself in a position romantically where she is diminished, which I think it's what she does in that relationship. I think she plays dumb and like, just does her little act and it's so like she's never dated a guy with a job or a guy that thinks of himself as intelligent in Mm -hmm. any way yeah and so i think that she's very easily intimidated by him which is a shame because like he's not he's like a joke he's a bro like he's a total bro like if you've ever heard his 
like anything with him on it. I've never listened to any. I he I know that he had like some sort of popular show on like Cosmopolitan or he, something. He has a, he still has a serious XM okay. show, but he's like a sports person now. Okay, okay. That's actually how people found out that they were back together and going to film together was that he went on like um like the Sklar Brothers podcast or whatever and said like, "Oh, my girlfriend's on that thing." Like Probably like not even realizing that the main reason why he was there is because the Scar Brothers absolutely love Vanderpump Rules okay. and probably know exactly who the fuck he is. Like, mm-hmm. why else would he be there? Um, he's Patrick, like he's Patrick from Sirius XM. Like, yeah. not a big get. Um, but he like kind of like he definitely did her podcast a couple times, and the second time he did it, he was so belittling of her, and like he was trying to teach her the word hubris or something, but he was calling it hubris. No. And he was like, and she's like, he's like, you know, what is that word I taught you? She's like, he's like, hubris. He's like, that's the word I taught you. No. Just could see, especially like that word in particular, you know, he threw that at her in a fight. Mm -hmm. Like, because that's exactly what Stassi has. It's like totally hubris. It's exactly her whole deal. So like, it just is like, was to hear him talking down to her while mispronouncing like a $10 word was really dark. It was really fucking dark and really said to me everything I need to know about their relationship. So when I see her like, just she throws it all down for him. He's employed. Yeah. She thinks he's smarter than her. She mm-hmm. was a fan before she was his girlfriend. She was a fan of his show. Oh, That's really? Oh. She like publicly tweeted at him and was like, I'm your soulmate. And oh my god! They got together. Whoa! That's the subtext of this: is that she was a fan. Wow! So yeah, that I think tracks. she really puts her, him up on like a pedestal, which is also when she came back, really fucking feeling herself. Um, when she moved back from New York, yeah, like it just totally makes sense. She thinks that he's like the ultimate. Mm-hmm. It makes me sad for her, especially knowing the way that it, it like kind of rolled out with like her blowing all this money on an expensive vacation and then having to bring Rachel O'Brien nightmare (laughs) nightmare like nightmare vacation yeah I mean and I guess given her dating history like from going from Jax to someone like that makes a lot of sense yeah and it's like I want for Stassi to be able to get it right like in love like I feel like she deserves like she deserves to know her worth and what she brings to the table in a relationship yeah which personality wise is like somewhat lacking at this point. Like she has some waking up to do, but like, I feel like she has maybe had, she has like a glimmer of potential to be like the kind of person that could find someone who's like the right match for her. Oh, I think she totally is. I think Where LA she is kind of a like, rough city for her Yeah, because she's an, she's totally in between and that she's like very, very actress pretty. Yeah. But she's not exactly like, right or smart but like she needs to be with someone she needs to be with someone who's like intelligent Mm -hmm. but also hot enough that he would that he can hang yeah like i don't see stassi like going for like the smart and shy kind of kind of dude you know Mm -mm. she's not a personality type no the one guy she found that has like a remote sense of intelligence or whatever is is a guy with a man bun yeah that speaks down to her that wears like a structured trench coat dark yeah the, the trench is like the whole thing everything really i was shook it was a good i mean i think that she needs to hear that though like when he said to her like can you just be happy for me that i'm going on a vacation for myself mm-hmm. like that was something that like is a unique concept to her and i'm not really sure that that was executed in the same way in their relationship i don't know if he would have been okay if she had done that yeah i mean letting your boyfriend go to amsterdam for a week when he's already been like 
just fucking dumped your ass like multiple times. Yeah, that's like dicey. Dicey. I mean, I don't. It's just you have to be able to kind of disengage and like yeah. be like you do your thing and whatever. But I don't think she's like a chill girlfriend. No, it's like trust him. Just you trust him or you don't trust him. Yeah, it's only a week of your life. Yeah, I mean, for Stassi, she's also in a hard position dating wise because of just from being on the show and being like her public persona is like I can see how that would be a real turnoff to a large percentage of like the male community I think she knows that too like I think that that was also why he was like a big get for her because Mm -hmm. she can't I mean she can't date most most guys won't put up with that yeah it's just to even know that like that's what your girlfriend's like friend group does and that's what they talk about is so toxic and like limiting and like who you can be with. It's mm-hmm. just, I don't know that she, as long as she's on this show, she'll have, I think if she broke off and yeah. like did what she's supposed to do, which is be a Fox news correspondent and like <laughs> do that sort of thing. She can maybe get the guy that she wants, but as yeah. long as she's like in this group, it's not going to happen. And as long as she has the outlook that she does on like women and all that kind of stuff, yeah. the only people she's going to attract are men that have that same outlook, which Absolutely. then is going to lead to like more like sadness in a relationship, which makes it like even more damaging. I think that he was like a sex and relationship host on a show. Yeah. That, like he would want a girl that like, pre- like presents emotionally the way that Stassi does. Mm-hmm. And then him Some like, bad I was stuff just, out there guys. Yeah. It's a, twisted web yeah yeah i'm rare i'm but they're watching their relationship just thinking about the reunion coming up and what the fallout is probably going to be whether or not he's contractually obligated to be there the way that shay was Mm -hmm. um etc is like going to be very interesting i'm really excited to see her crying in a stairwell like i'm like very looking forward to that and i don't even think that's the breakup like, that's I just think like that's an just unrelated. Like a, yeah, yeah. Is that has she already had the moment where she's begging him not to break up with her that night? I don't think so. Okay, that's gonna be that's gonna be major. That's gonna be pretty great. Yeah, Dark Knight of the Soul shit. Mm-hmm. I just have, I wonder what will become of Stassi. I do too. I mean, I really think that I don't know if she's motivated enough to like put herself through the training she would need to do in order to be like a Fox News correspondent. But I mm-hmm. think that she either needs to like move down south, find herself some sort of like oil money. Like there's probably plenty oh, of like... Oh, she could marry like just a rich southern guy. She should absolutely do that. Like that is what she has been raised and bred to be. Like yeah. she is that. Yeah. Um, And I think that, you know, if she really wanted to work, she could probably do something like correspondent work. She's the only one I think that's really capable of that. Except for Ariana, who I don't think would ever do that. Yeah. Um, Stassi could do like some hosting work, but at this point, yeah. she's digging herself in such a gra- like such a grave that I don't think that she could do that kind of thing for like certainly not for like E or no, she'd like have a big to go network. Fox. She would yeah. have to go Fox or like some sort of like she would have to do like ESPN or something that has like either little to no political affiliation or very conservative. Yeah, because. I just, I, she's not, she's not safe enough. Mm-hmm. Like if Juliana Rancic can like literally like blow her career up by saying that she thinks someone smells like weed, like she, then Stassi <laughs> will be gone in an hour. Yeah. Like 15 minutes, maybe like the accidental racism that comes out of her mouth. Oh, she's unquote, like, so is, she's wild. Yeah. Like, she's wild. wild. And she just doesn't get it no, and she continues get it. to not get it. And, and I'm like, want to get it. What, at what point though? Cause I feel like 
a day of reckoning will come where she does say something that, or do something that's just so bad that it's like, there's no way out. You know yeah. what I mean? And or maybe it just will never happen. I'm just surprised at like, well, she lost all of her advertisers. But then I know that other people have found her since like she's had some new ads. Mm-hmm. And, that, you know, people need to understand that like the majority of business owners probably are conservative assholes. Like they probably are very like at least financially conservative or in some levels. So Stassi making like wildly just like sexist comments and like just, I mean, so damaging. Like I can't even like use a one word to like describe like this things that she's done and said recently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's still companies willing to be involved with her. Like, I don't know, man. I think that, I thought the day of reckoning was going to be like basically blowing her podcast. Yeah. I truly thought I was like, oh, she's fucking done. And then she continues to thrive. She's also on CBS radio, which is a network that skews conservative. Oh yeah. You know, like the only other shows they really have on their network are like political or sports oriented sort of shows. So she definitely like, she's too valuable of a talent for them Mm -hmm. to lose. Um, I'm sure there's people that, you know, now that the, People who haven't heard the episode, like it's they'll never be able to capture like how bad it was ever. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what she could do. Like hit a toddler with her car. Like I really don't know. Yeah, what she could do. I don't know either. Um, but but maybe the drugs and the drinking in her house really make me concerned. Yeah, like the pills. Oh yeah. Like, she doesn't, like, I don't think she does, like, hard drugs. but I, I think, think that she does a ton of Adderall. Yeah, ton of Adderall. And then and she, she obviously, like, drinks a shitload. She, like, brags about not working out. So we know that she's, like, getting thin. And she brags about smuggling Xanax back from Mexico. Yeah, so it's, so, like, it's a lot of, like, prescription It's pills. that cycle. It's, yeah. the, you know, take the edge off with some booze after your morning Adderall. Yeah, and she's lost so much weight, especially recently, that it's, like, I don't know. It makes me, I don't know. I've been there like where I've just been like so fucking real thin and like feeling myself because I'm on speed. Yeah. Like, you know, and then like it just blows up in your face. Yeah. You, you eventually. pounds like a month later. Yeah. The second you stop, you're like hoovering cheeseburgers. Yeah. Only time will tell. Time will tell. I'm excited. Me too. Do we have any more? Um, let me see. I'm going to consult my notes. Oh, I had a note that was like when Lala and James are playing tennis and she's not wearing makeup, she looks so good without makeup. She's really pretty. She's so pretty. I wish that she would calm down with the contour. Yeah. I do like I do like she kind of that she kind of like hose it up a little bit. I'm a fan. Yeah. But- I like the look, but it's like I'd rather see like her natural beauty shine through totally. more of the time. James Kennedy says the whole world wants to have sex with James Kennedy. He's not wrong. He is a good looking kid. He's I'll great looking. That. Like I wouldn't want to. He's come I, a long way. Yeah. I don't think I could hear him talk for more than five minutes. I like the accent. But he's, oh, it doesn't mean the shit that comes out of his mouth. The oh, accent's yeah, yeah, cute. Yeah. And like, I definitely like that. It's like almost a little like Cockney, don't you think? Like mm-hmm. the way that it's like, but it's like he's from a, like a, it wouldn't make any sense for him to have that accent either. I think he, some of it's a little put on. Put on, yeah. Or amped up. Yeah, it's very entertaining because that's him trying to sound like street, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dark. Classic DJ. What else? Oh, Brittany gives her mom and sister a hug with string cheese in her hand. 
at the uh, end of the- <laughs> I didn't see that. That's really cute. She's like sitting on the couch and has like just a flop of string cheese. And then she's like, bah, and like just hugs one. And she's like, bah, and hugs the other. Are they gone already? And then they leave. Gone too soon. I was looking forward to another Sherry episode. I know. Hopefully God, I must have just like in. blacked out the end of it. I really did. I watched it twice. But by the end, it was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it's like no one speaks to how badly like no one's giving a voice to like how badly jack's fucked up like no yes. one's being like hey you really like hurt this per-. like you said yeah. crazy creepy things about her that then everyone found out about like no one's holding him accountable so it's just like they say whatever they want to say on camera and then the conversation's over i don't know that britney really feels as hurt as she should You know, I don't, Mm -hmm. I think that like, that's a big reason why, I mean, it does seem like Stassi in particular is really being like, this is bad and it's not going to get any, any better. Like this is really fucking bad. And that is where I'm seeing like Brittany's not really picking up what they're putting down. And I'm just like, why are they more offended and hurt for you than you are and i think that she just doesn't like she's, she's so desensitized to self-esteem yeah. yeah i think that she's been like kind of abused for well abused for a year i mean the way that he left her in kentucky i was like oh there's no way that this will be continuing no but instead he just went home and fucked faith like yeah. well she was gone for a week yeah she was gone for a week and he did significant damage and also like you know faith said it Brittany said it she knows what's going on mm-hmm. she's known that he's been cheating she on knows her. she said she's like i saw eyelashes on the counter like, that really like that was me. fucking crazy that killed me for her where yeah. i was just like what does he have to do like do you literally need to find like a piece of vagina in your bed like what do you need to do in order to know that he's <laughs> fucking other people she's like i found a labia in our bed (laughs) i think he just it's the kind of thing and i've dated someone like this that has been it's just like a cheater and he's been like slightly verbally abusive and just like not a good boyfriend and been in love with this person and took him back and went into like an on-off relationship for a long time and really i think when you are dating someone like that you you just have to like organically hit the wall. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. She has to hit the wall. Yeah. And you just have to like some, like it was truly one day I woke up and I was like, Oh, I don't actually want to like deal with any of this with this person. Like I'm, I'm truly done. And then I was done. Do you think he's trying to do the, like, I want you to break up with me so I don't have to do it thing. Because I think that there's also that, like, I think there's that, but I don't think that he wants to break up with her. I think that Jax wants to have someone around, and so he'd rather just have Brittany and, like, she can be there for him and, like, make him a sandwich. And especially now that he's gone through, like, an emotional time with his family and his dad passing, her being there is, like, essential. So that I feel like their relationship is just going to go through this same cycle where it's, like, they have moments of being incredibly close or brought together by, like, some sort of trauma. Yeah. And then it cycles into, like, being in love or, like, high off of that closeness into the same problems rear their ugly head of, like, him criticizing her, like, him being abusive towards her. 
And then, like, they stop having sex or get into fights. And then he goes and fucks, like, a bunch of people. And totally. And like, fight. And that's just going to be over and over until she finally, like, gets off the roller coaster. And I don't know what that will be, by the way. I really think she's going to, like, lose it. Like, I think she's going to, like, for me, like, when I've had relationships like that, I have fucking lost it. Like, yeah. the day that you realize you're done, you lose it. And, mm-hmm. like, I'm really, like, not looking forward to I think there's going to be cops involved. I think it'll be, like, bad. Yeah. Um, um, but I, one thing we talked about on emotionally perfect cycles that I want to run by you. I honestly think that Jax, for some reason, I feel worse about his dad dying than I do a regular person because I feel like it would hit him harder because yeah. he's so, he turns his eye to like every, a blind eye to everything in his life. Like mm-hmm. that's why he was like, if your dad's dying of cancer. You should like probably spend Christmas with him, but yeah. he went to Kentucky with Brittany. I think he just really turned a blind eye as much as he could for as long as he could. Mm-hmm. And then by the time his dad is gone, it's like devastating. Like yeah. he's gone. And I think that for Jax, it's probably the deepest he can feel. And that I think most of us at least have like layers to our feelings so that when someone dies, there's like dealing with it, but also knowing that, you know, they're not in pain anymore, but mm-hmm. also we probably did what we could to be connected to them before they passed, whatever. I really think that this probably is like crushing in his world. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a huge, it's a huge loss for him and also a shock. And like, I don't, I mean, it's awful. Cause his dad was sick for a long time. And I just don't, I just don't think that for some reason I was like, he's probably having a harder time with this than like a regular mentally developed, emotionally developed person would. Yeah. I'm sure it's like all the things and then all the relationship stuff and the fact that he's like older, like, you know, he's like almost in his forties and like, I mean, the whole thing is just like so fucked. Yeah. Brittany's young too, right? Brittany's younger. I think she's like 25 or 26. Maybe she's really young then. Yeah. Or maybe she's a little bit older, but she's a lot younger than he is. And like, I mean, I could see them. I could see them getting married like after this, like I could see it being one of those things, but it's like, where he's like shaken and just decides like this yeah. is what I want but until you fix the biggest problems in the relationship and like truly confront them and work through them like those are always going to be there it's yeah. like Katie and Tom like you can get married but you're still married to the same person that you were dating oh like darkest moment of the series was when Katie was like I don't know who you are but you're not the man I married yeah it's that's like, like no that's exactly that's who you the married. dude you married yeah. exactly it was so dark that's the dude you dated for years and years and pressured into marrying you and finally got him to marry you and this is what you get can like, you manage like can you imagine managing to like work up rage at someone like Tom Schwartz after like learning that he's done what he's always done I couldn't even imagine it. Like no. being able, like how she said that without cracking a smile is absurd to me. I don't know. Yeah, like she must be really far gone. But I also think maybe they have. I mean, because I feel like he's done this multiple times. Like it's not just like oh, oh they got yeah. married and there was like one makeout. It's and like, by the way, that we know of. Yeah, like that. Like they probably have thought about this about other people off camera. Like there's probably a lot of people that are in his wake. Yeah, and totally. she knows probably about a lot more of them. I mean, we've all heard like rumors and stuff about mm-hmm. him. And also, it's like I don't know what their arrangement is as a couple. If it's like, oh, you can do whatever you want, but like, don't embarrass me or whatever. That might be it. But I mean, no one on the show like really deals with their issues. 
Exactly. Well, no, by the time she had like motorboated a D, hadn't he already cheated on her once? Yeah. And I then there's so. been another one since then. And there was another, but they never, but even those were never resolved. Like no. they all were in Vegas or wherever or in New Orleans for like the Bachelor, Bachelorette. And they had that conversation where she was like, you fucked someone. He's like, I don't know what happened. But there's never been a moment where it's like, I cheated on you and I'm so sorry. And like, I want to fix this and figure out why I do this or like maybe we should break up for a while. Like they don't go through the process that I feel like well-adjusted people go through when they try and like figure out some sort of That's why I always like made that. a small concession for her bad behavior last season because I was like she's swallowing a lot. Like she's really like she's forcing herself to power through something that's like it's unfair to her like mm-hmm. in a way that she doesn't even realize. Like yeah. she, you know, because she's she was so upset. Like she was so miserable about what was she had a right to be miserable about, which was like him cheating on her and then him being kind of like flippant about it. And like, that's fucking, that's humiliating. It's frustrating. And it's like, this is no way to start a marriage. And I absolutely really understood her. I, I like always felt like, you know what, there is a major thing that we haven't resolved and why Schwartz isn't a victim. Yeah. It's because he's, really acted out and behaved poorly yeah and Um, i think he'll continue to do that and like and i don't buy into the like i blacked out and don't remember anything i think that he's found that that's become a convenient excuse and like that then he doesn't have to take responsibility for his actions and anyone with any sense can be like yeah well when you black out and do that you're doing what you want to do yeah like any person can i don't know why that hasn't been said out loud yeah on katie's part um it's just really weird. And I think it's it's just really weird. Um, it's just like so it's just so I don't know. It's tragic. It really is. It's tragic. And with Brittany in particular, when you point out how young she is, it's even more tragic because like looking back at uh, Jackson, Brittany take Kentucky or whatever, like her friends are in that place. Like they're all in that 25 year old rut that like mm-hmm. you wind up in a few. But if you come to L.A. and like you're out here at 25 and you're letting some 30 year old man like 38 year old man like make you feel like shit about yourself like you're way too young to be like done you know like you haven't cashed out yet like you still have a lot of life left in you like she's way too young to be letting this guy feel this way like treat her like that yeah i don't know man it's rough yeah they need need to figure it out yeah good news is there's at least like three more months of the show on there thank god are we really on episode like we're on episode eight i think the yeah. eight was the one that just aired so there's like probably 20 more episodes yeah we're cruising and yeah. by the way do you remember when like this show used to be 12 episodes like yeah. how did we how did we ever live with just a 12 episode i don't season? know but i could no longer do that no thank god it does get it gets a little bit exhausting i'm not gonna lie it does i i, I experienced sure some vanderpump than- fatigue yeah. yeah like by the end of the season i'm like ready to be done yeah but and when you watch with a critical eye you know it yeah. really takes on a different emotional mm-hmm. responsibility um um well thank you so much for being my guest i really appreciate it yeah we have to have you back on emotionally broken psycho soon to uh i would love promote the pod and and to sound off yeah sound off in the comments guys (laughs) hit subscribe yes so that's all for this and then we're gonna move on to our bonus episode but we'll leave you with a goodbye and good luck with your lives and your journeys bye bye This episode of the Sexy Unique podcast is brought to you by the following premium sponsors, Logan Cumberland Lambert, Lori Wheat, Meredith Good, and William Jones. 
Thanks to you guys, it's all happening. I know I'm feeling, cause I know, I know I'm feeling, cause I know, I know.